You're listening to the Oiled Up Podcast, and I'm your host, Armando Caba. And this week, we're going to talk about censorship, and not censorship in the sense where I'm going to go through my whole story of why and how I got involved in this whole thing. If you want to listen to that, go listen to any other podcast I've been featured on. I always tell the story there. And also, you're giving my friends some, some views and listens. You should check out their shows. They're great. You know, I'm here every, like, once every two weeks or so, because I'm just a busy little bee in my life. But yeah, go check them out. Go check them out. So when I want to talk about censorship today, I feel it was important to talk about, I guess, what it is now in 2023. You know, this is a May recording of 2023, in case anyone is going to use this for reference for anything. Uh, I did have a live chat with an organization where we did, you know, uh, we did speak about all this. It was with one of my friends, Betty, who's an amazing artist. Shout out to Betty. should probably get her on the podcast. probably be nonsense. But anyways, instead of just posting the audio from that live and calling it a day, I felt like I should talk about it a little bit more. You know, talk about what it is now to create with uh, the digital age of censorship on all social media, specifically Instagram and uh, and TikTok, because I know... If you've been on TikTok, you've seen people write these fucking, like, using symbols or writing something that is phonetic in order to, like, get their point across, which is wild because it's just, it's impacting language. I mean, we can't say sex. You have to say segs. Uh, You got to put ats and stuff. You can't say, you know, God forbid you should say even Patreon on Instagram is fucking weird. You got to put the little at symbol for the A and, like, write, like, you know, you're setting up an MSN status. Back in the early 2000s, that's a deep cut for my millennial listeners right there. But um, it is a weird place to be as a creator in the in the online space. I mean, I can tell you as an erotic artist, despite having my show on Pornhub, which I love. You know, I love having a platform where I can create and I don't have to censor. I don't have to worry about saying the wrong thing in terms of use of language. Like I could say big old clits, fat dicks. We love foreskin, gobble, 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 gonna eat ass, need a sponsor from HelloFresh, hell yeah, like with, you know, and it's fine, it's not gonna get shadow banned, it's not gonna be suppressed by an algorithm, it's, it's, it's refreshing, it's very refreshing, and in comparison, you know, not really in comparison, but really applying that into my work doing erotic painting, it has taken a hit, and I'm sure it's taken a hit also for other artists, because it's, it's discouraging at the end of the day. If you've wondered why maybe you don't see your friends posting as much, well, there's a few reasons. Well, one, because of the way, you know, if we look at Instagram, the way it's done, I, I see more ads than my friend's stuff or I get suggestions for things that, okay, but, like, I want to see my friend's stuff. And, of course, you can go and you click the follow button and see who you're following. But it's just, it's it's not the same. And I know a lot of people have complained about that. And it just sucks that it's just, like, bombarding you with ads. It's whatever shit you don't need and that's one thing because that reduces engagement and then you know i felt this personally where i feel very isolated due to censorship i feel you know there there is definitely a whole topic of the reduced engagement that's happened on instagram because it feels like instagram saw a bunch of artists had it too well you know i remember posting something and i would easily hit like seventeen thousand people and now it's like, I'm lucky if I get to like 500, it's just wild. And part of you wants to, you know, blame specifically, you know, if it's about censorship and being shadow banned. But I think now the system is just, it's harder to play. 
it's much harder to play and there's a moment where you want to try balancing out your time in the studio and actually where you post. I don't want to sit here spending hours deciding, okay, when's an optimal posting time? Do I have to stagger posts? Is this catchy enough? Did I use their tools to edit it as opposed to my tools to make it actually look the way I want it to look like? Do we accept the screenshot? Or is Meta going to be like, nope, it has to be our platform, blah, blah, blah. And it's challenging. It's challenging for any type of creator to be doing that, especially if you're not familiar with these tools, like making reels and shit like that. Oh, my God. Like, I tried posting, you know, just a little clip of what I do, especially painting from the joy of painting on TikTok. I censored the the image and all that, but oh shit, did they not like that? Within minutes, they took my entire countdown for like 24 hours, and I felt it was like the gunshot that like someone shoots like right at your feet as like a warning, saying like, this ain't Zuckerberg, we ain't meta here, little boy, like you and your fucking dick paintings are fucking dunzos, finished. So yeah, it does have an effect on you, and also even when I paint, I I'm not as inclined to want to work well I do want to work it's in me I want to work but there's that moment where I realize as I'm working it becomes more challenging to share this work and you're probably saying like well Armando you post on your website I do I do post on my website there are some other platforms that allow me to post my art but I think now with the way that we look and we use social media we're more viewers as opposed to actually engaging and putting a like and like using our thumb to go to another website i think that's you know that's changed a lot these days uh, maybe because it's of you know the way we use tiktok where we just endlessly scroll where we're not obliged to interact we interact when we really like something and that's not you know a knock on the audience or the public it's just how things have evolved and it's it's, it's frustrating and it does impact you when you want to create because you don't want to share it anymore you kind of like lose your steam i've said it many times in the past now that sharing work feels more like a gamble than what it used to be before and don't get me wrong i know i'm a white cis male who has an immense amount of privilege and i was getting away with a lot back in the heyday you know it felt like i was riding into town i would drop the painting off with a renaissance title and be like yeah look at this fucking volvo and they'd be like that's what like what what is that that's a volvo i was like is it a volvo or is it actually a michelangelo painting yeah i'm like ride off into the sunset come back the next day and do it all over again without even getting like you know a slap on my wrist and those days are done those days are far over those are in the past that's that's the reality of the situation i think another topic that i want to talk about regarding censorship that's something that i feel you know after you know mentioning this uh feeling of alienation from my audience and from others which does take a toll on you, and you have to remind yourself it's the system. It's not because, you know, your friends all of a sudden hate what you're doing. If you're someone out there who feels that way, please try to remind yourself of that. And don't take it too personally. Otherwise, you know, you're going to invent problems and drama that is not necessary. It's okay to talk about it with your friends saying, like, hey, I feel this kind of way. That's a whole... We support that, but then start going around being like, you're ignoring my posts. It's like, well, you know, it's it's meta who's not putting your posts in front of the people that you want. That's more problem with them. So don't start fights with uh, with your friends and your audience at the end of the day. But the point that I want to bring up is just how censorship and all that comes with it, all those horrible bells and whistles, has kind of created, I guess, what I feel as, I don't want to say fracture, but definitely has created some form of a silo effect 
in the art world. Because, you know, when it comes to my work and all that, and I've said this over and over again, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the support and the wonderful community from the people who are sex positive, sex workers especially. My work would not exist. I owe it to you guys. And it's always been that community that I felt the most welcome in. And I've never felt that before with the art world. You know, having people really cheer me on and really enjoy what I've been doing. I mean, a big example is when I had the show on OnlyFans. The first people to sign up, sure, I had a few of my best friends. But the first ones who, like, really surprised me and they touched me at the same time were sex workers. And they commented and they liked everything and they said, hey, we're so happy you're sharing this with the world. We're so excited to see how this evolves. It's really, you know... What we want, we want to see, we want to see you grow, we want to see, you know, like, get that money, get support, you know, grow this show into something beyond what you can imagine, and it's, I owe it to them, man, I just owe it to them, so coming back to this topic of the silo effect, and like, this division, I find, you know, a topic that seems to come up a lot now, is that now that censorship and things are getting taken down from artists, censorship has become a very, like, a main conversation point now in the art world. You know, we had like the Vienna Museum who opened up an OnlyFans account to show Egon Shield paintings because Meta was like, what the fuck is this? This is sexual solicitation. And I feel there's not enough of, I don't want to say bond, but at least from the art world side, a respect and understanding and also passing the microphone to other marginalized groups, specifically sex workers, because sex work and art have always been hand in hand. Like, if you're an erotic artist and you're not in solidarity with sex workers, you're exploiting them. Because we know where the images come from. You can write whatever you want in your artist statement. But we know where the images come from, where all that inspiration comes from. It's from them. And the minimum is to be on their side and stand by them and listen to them and learn from them. I mean, everything that I'm going to be, like, vomiting out today and even in the past i've learned from sex workers and once again i owe it to them you know that's why we need more sex workers in these spots we need more microphones on them more platforms on with them you know you need to hear their stories firsthand and not this whole like sensationalized thing or just this basic understanding of just saying okay yeah sex work is work but this is becoming more of an attack on a group's humanity when we look at the dangers that happen with online censorship and what that does with public opinion, what that does for their lives, because they're, they don't got it easy, man. They don't. They don't at all. So, artists, you know, I think you guys need to really start working on bringing them into the loop and learning from them when it comes to censorship. I've heard some artists say, like, oh, you know, we're the canary in the coal mine. You aren't. You know, it does suck to have your work taken down, something that you spend hours over and you've put your heart and soul into it. I get it. And that is a very soul-crushing feeling. There's no doubt about that. But to assume that because your work has been taken down, that you have it far worse than another group, specifically sex workers, is not a good viewpoint and statement to make. That's where this, this issue comes in where I feel that there's a lot of erotic artists who separate themselves from pornography, from sex work, despite the nature of their work, which is very strange, but also proves the point of the existing stigma that we have regarding sex work, where I can't tell anymore when I used to see posts about big artists saying, oh, 
my work got taken down because they're saying sexual uh, sexual solicitation. What the fuck is this shit? I'm not that type of person. Da da da. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a moment like the line is being blurred here where I can't tell anymore if you're more upset that your work got taken down and you're unable to share that with your audience, or the fact that you're being compared to a sex worker. I can't tell anymore with some of these artists, and it's it's frustrating. And I imagine. For, from the perspective of sex workers, that must be immensely frustrating watching this go on, being like, what the actual fuck, guys? Like, hey, we told you so. And yeah, it's just fucked. It's just annoying. And there's a part of me that has a hard time showing sympathy to these other activists. I appreciate what they're doing, but there's a moment like, guys, you're missing opportunities. And activism takes all different forms. It's not that I'm sitting here being like, you didn't mention, like, you didn't put, like, two posts in your story about this subject, so thus you are a bad person doing a bad job. No, when it comes to whatever cause you're fighting for, you're very passionate about it, that you want to see change in, activism has so many different avenues. It's sure, you could post things on your story. Maybe you're more active on another social media platform like Twitter. Maybe you're making content about it. Or maybe you're having these conversations in person with other individuals and really working on it. Even listening to these groups that you are fighting for or that you have sympathy with, that you want to see some form of justice be done and be treated properly. That is also activism. There are so many different lanes and you need everyone in every single lane. But when it comes to the art world and all this, I just feel like there is still this really present division between it and it's fucking wild. It's absolutely wild. I've said in an interview that there are a lot of similarities between sex workers and artists. And when I said that, it's not to say like, oh, we're on the same level in terms of exploitation. No, sex workers have legislation being made against them. There's immense amounts of discrimination. They are put in positions that danger them. The more these rules come down, uh, the exploitation is out of control. They are in dangerous working conditions because of the way society has decided to structure everything to go against them. Now, when it comes to artists having similar things, sure, a lot of people, we might get asked the same question of like being an artist and being a sex worker of, oh, is this your real job? Is this really what you want to do? I've been asked that. You know, when it comes to paying to submit and paying to go into galleries, it's almost the same thing of paying to go into a strip club and having these percentages and I don't say this as a way to say huh we have it just as hard as you I've always said this in a way that I'm trying to get artists to understand hey there's a lot of similarities here why do you keep pushing them away there should be you know an understanding and a mutual respect and it's very difficult because how can you expect sex workers to respect the art world when they're not respecting them and they're trying to make this you know especially about censorship, they have so many more resources and there's so much more reach and they're not, I guess, they're not using it wisely. At least I hope they're not doing it willfully. But you know, it's hard, It's very difficult to say. I'm sure someone else has a more clear opinion and statement on that matter. But just from where I've been, you know, for my story in erotic art, that's what I see. And it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks, this whole thing, like, uh, artists now moving to OnlyFans, I understand, even when the museum went there, but if you're going to OnlyFans, remember who made OnlyFans what it is today, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the guys saying, like, I'm going to teach you how to produce music, 
or you know here's a gardening tutorial or here's how like i cook these meals sign up for you know whatever but sure they're on that platform but that's not the main reason why we're on that platform like let's not fucking kid ourselves here i'm on OnlyFans for another reason i'm subscribed to people i pay for my porn i love it i love supporting an individual i love the content i'm going to show it in a way that i you know, hey, I'm supporting you. I want you to continue doing this. I want you to have your bills paid. You know, even if you want to just go and spend it on, that's not my business at the end of the day, what that person spends the money on, but you show support. You know, it should be a reflex, an automatic reflex now when it comes to pornography. And I hope it does. I hope it definitely does, becomes more and more, I don't want to say the word normalized, but it does become a natural habit for all of us. Now, coming back to the point of, you know, other artists now looking at OnlyFans as an avenue, yeah, but I think there's been this issue where a lot of them, because I've seen how people react, you know, when I just said that people get compared to sex workers, specifically artists, how they get very defensive, and you don't need to, you know, uh, well, I've been compared to it when I was on OnlyFans, but I just said, hey, I don't make that kind of content, if I did, sure, I'd tell you about it, but if you're looking for it, I have tons of people I can recommend you. You know, I, a lot of them are my friends, but I also respect what they do. Art is not more noble than sex work, which I think is a big idea a lot of artists have. And it's very difficult to not really address it, but I think kind of like tackle it down when you have an individual who's pouring, you know, their whole lives. They see art as not a job, but art is really a way of life. There's a lot of passion. There's a lot of evolution and self-discovery. And a lot of themselves that it becomes their entire identity. But hey, why why can't that be true with certain people who are in sex work? Why why does it have to be this hierarchy? And it's fucking frustrating. And that's coming from me. That's not coming from a sex work. That's coming from my perspective. Just seeing this happen. I think also the worst part of it is, you know, this whole idea of like pivoting away from sex work, I know there won't be any other artist yet who will go on Pornhub like I have, because when you search me up, it says Armando Cabas porn videos, you don't have the choice to change that, and I don't get spicy armpits about it, I don't mind, I think, for me, I find like, yeah, it's kind of funny, but also I realize what the platform is, who I'm working with side by side on this platform, I'm not sitting there like, oh no, I'm not one of those, man, like, oh, don't bunch me in with them, why? Why? It's almost like there's some form of stigma we have in our society or this group of individuals, isn't it? Isn't that weird? Huh. I think a really funny argument people use regarding pornography is that they say, oh, well, you know, I don't watch it. Uh, you know, it's not my thing. Who watches that? Oh, yeah, it's filth. I don't do that. Okay, then explain to me why you have incognito tab open. Like, what's why do you use incognito tab? And when they use that excuse of like, I use incognito tab. To, to buy gifts for people so they can't check my search history. It's not for porn. Okay, Santa Claus. All right, that's that's what it is. You're just running around buying gifts every other fucking day. Like, just fucking be honest with it, man. It's okay. What's being asked here is no one's shaming you for watching porn. But people are more concerned with the fact that you're not giving respect to the individuals involved in the content that you are consuming. That's the fucking problem. You can sit here and say all day, like, yeah, you know, my wife can't know that I'm, I'm going to buy gifts for her. Like, sure, whatever. You know, just just be honest with yourself, you know, at the end of the fucking day. Wow, this is really turning into a ramble. 
There was a moment I remember with um, some artists on Instagram, especially some big ones. I think it was like 2021. There was this like series of posts from a few big artists complaining about censorship, saying, hey, my art's being taken down. There was this big commotion, but I feel, you know, yes, it's very easy to get lost in these emotions that you're feeling when your work is being taken down. But I feel there's a moment when you are making a post about it. Maybe you should be conscious of the size of your platform that you can actually do a lot of good. You know, when you start, you know, complaining about censorship and then you start flipping the idea of a shadow ban into a marketing tool, which I've seen happen quite a bit, which I get it. All right, flip it and reverse it. Get your money. I want all my artists to succeed. But there's a moment where once you start addressing it, is that saying like, oh, I guess I'm shadow banned. So if you see this, you're a real one. I guess you're going to want to have my like new print or like my new coloring book that's out. Okay. But then now when a smaller creator makes a complaint about shadow banning, your audience who's seen your post first, there's a high possibility they're going to see that other small creator's post is like, oh, this is clearly just a money grab rather than, this is silencing individuals. This has been a serious issue. This is putting someone in a more difficult situation. You know, especially small creators who are trying to make their way. It's already hard enough as it is. So you don't need people being snowing, being like, oh, clearly they just want to pawn something off and seem that they're cool. No, it's fucking shitty. It's a shitty system that's in play that punishes its creators because they, quote unquote, are protecting a community. Fuck that noise, man. Coming back to the, you know, other artists who have been real activists about it and pushing awareness in regards to to censorship and how that harms, you know, the creative process, there was this interesting point that I saw, I'm not going to name names, um, that they were pushing an artist who has been suppressed and that it has impacted, you know, gallery representation from that artist in order to promo shows and get collectors in the door, and, and I get that, you know, it, it sucks, it makes promoting anything that's going on far more difficult than it should be, but, now here's my critique on it, is that I don't think that should have been the main point of the post, I understand the, you know, galleries need to make money, artists want to get paid, there's contractual obligations, I get it. But to lead in saying like, hey, you should care about artists being censored because look at this guy who's signed to a gallery, can't promote the show. It's very difficult for the general public to, I guess, latch on and show great amount of empathy considering the art world has done such a good job of pushing other people away and having kind of this intellectual pissing contest. Like, when's the last time you felt like you... I, I don't know how to describe this, but, like, when's the last time, if you're not someone who's, you know, in the art world, who works at a gallery, who is an artist, but when's the last time you've walked into a gallery and you felt not like an outsider or that it was very much a welcoming space? I think my tummy's grumbling. Anyways, but, yeah, feeling like a welcoming space or that you didn't feel a sense of being inferior when you would try to formulate an opinion... I know I've witnessed a lot of people do that back when I ran my own gallery. The two number one questions that always came up every week was, am I allowed to come in here if I can't buy anything? And the second one is, I really like your work, but I don't know what to say because I didn't go to school for it, which is depressing. You know, it also shows 
how the art world is perceived and has presented itself and is shown saying like if you want to play with us and be in our group you definitely need to either have a shit ton of money or you need to have a very strong education and by that they mean degrees which not everyone has you know i'm very fortunate to have one and have gone to pursue higher education after high school and let me tell you something, if you're in the art world and you're saying, well, yeah, they need to know how to talk about it, this and that, well, no, because you're out of your mind if you think someone's saying juxtaposition every fucking day is normal. That's not fucking normal, mate. And I know that's where I have a rift in the art world in general, because look at my show, The Joy of Painting. I'm not trying to, with the show, to put people down or to show you that I'm better than you. When it comes to painting, I want to show you how I paint. I want to share that experience with you. I even want to include you in it if you want to paint along. And I know I've done episodes where I've said like, oh, you know, here's a little bit of an accident that I did, you know, didn't feel this, but hey, we'll come back and get it. I'm not doing this like perfect kind of I am the master. My word is law. You know, I'd never really enjoyed those kind of online videos of people teaching lessons. I always feel very like it's very intense to follow along and I don't want the viewer ever to feel bad for themselves or feel like they are lesser than or that they are incapable of following along I want it to be as open to everyone and everything I just said there with what I want with my show goes against a lot of the foundations and principles of what you find specifically in the art market and the art world and let's not forget that with all this types of censorship that we've all seen you know when I've set up top with saying like SAGs and using symbols and all that to communicate certain things. I use it too. I have to use those two little colored hearts to tell you that I'm on Pornhub. Because God forbid that should be written there anywhere. But censorship is going to push to have bad art out there. That's what I personally feel. I mean, already having social media and how people get that like fix of like getting social media engagement. Getting the likes and the validation on their posts that's already pushed artists to not take risks and just stay with a formula that they know is going to win on instagram now okay you can tell people sure you make paintings that when you post them they blow up they're shared that's amazing that's great for you you get a lot of eyeballs on it but in terms of the quality of the work from an artist's perspective is it evolving like is it posing any questions is are you posting it because it's you know, is it becoming just very safe, which I think is something that's coming up now, where there is a category of safe, not safe for work, art, like this very easily digestible erotic art. And that's not me, you know, knocking on me, figure out the system, but it seems that, you know, don't bend the rules too much. It's kind of like, I don't want to say Banksy, but I will do an episode on Banksy. I've been doing some research because that fucker, I have a lot of things to say about him, but it's kind of like, a bit performative in the sense where it's this almost illusion of like, see, I'm being a bad boy. I'm posting all these dirty things. Maybe Instagram's going to come get me where it's like, no, I don't think so regarding your work because you're not bending the rules too much. Plus, you know, you got the blue check mark. You're verified. You've been in many articles. That's absolutely wonderful for you. You actually have a form of customer support, which everyone would like, but now Meta wants us to pay for it. So good. Good for you. But, uh, don't need to play this angle of like, is today going to be the last day? And like really playing up this risk where, yeah, there is a risk. We've seen other accounts get taken down, but they were not art accounts. And there's other artists and specifically sex workers 
who live with this real fear and it is not a I, I wouldn't say, I have not seen it as such a marketing tactic of like, is today going to be the day? You better go click this link. I, I haven't seen that in terms of threats of being censored. There's more just fear because that is very detrimental to them. You know, online spaces, closing down, being pushed off the internet, that will fuck someone up, man. And plus, like, we're, we're still, COVID's still a thing, you know, it's allowed people to work safely. You know, when they're going to be on OnlyFans, if they're doing live shows, whatever it may be, the internet and these digital platforms are helpful, but they are being very hostile to these creators. And that fucking sucks, dude. That fucking sucks. Because we all love seeing some hot stuff on the internet. Let's not fucking pretend and let's stop, you know, these individuals who jump into this, like, Puritan culture and this whole thing of traditional values, like... That's why every time I see, like, these, like, anti-porn crusaders, it's always the same thing of, like, my husband has a porn addiction. Like, does he have a porn addiction, or did you just walk in on him wanking one time and you just couldn't deal with it? And this goes into this whole fucking weird heterosexual system of, like, you're not allowed to find anyone else attractive but me, which is fucking strange. You have eyeballs. You look at other people. That's fine. If you're not solid in your relationship and you don't communicate, that's a communication problem. But once again, it's so easy to pin everything on marginalized groups and say, no, it's their fault. It's their fault that they exist and this and that and why it's ruined my, ma- my, my marriage and now I've made this pseudo-science clinic that is fucking roping in God knows how many people and how many thousands of dollars for these fucking programs saying, like, how to stop watching porn, how to stop, you know, giving in to temptation and shit like that. It's just wild, man. It's very wild. And listen, if you don't want to watch porn, you don't want to engage in all that, and you're very, you know, I guess what they say, vanilla at the end of the day, that's okay, but does not mean you have to go attack others for their practices, especially if you don't know about it. You know? You don't have to say, like, everyone in BDSM is a Satanist and a fucking lunatic. No. There's a lot to that community, and there's a lot of respect and communication that goes into it. And that's just... That's not even just a tip. That's just me just scratching the surface on that topic. So... You know, uh, part of me wants to say get educated, and if you don't want to get educated, then fine, you know, mind your fucking business, then, at the end of the day. What else is there to fucking say to you? For the future, I don't know where things are going to go regarding censorship, especially, you know, looking at art activists push, it's it's great that they're pushing, but I think they, they really need to mention sex work, because if you're pushing and not mentioning it, it you're excluding them, plus I think there is a bit of this logic where they know there is a stigma, like, you know, I don't want to say they're dumb, I feel you know, if you're one who's listening, I feel you know, and maybe you're pushing and pushing out these petitions and pushing out all this information, how people can join in and really make some noise about censorship, do not forget sex workers and please do not exclude them from your texts, your posts, and maybe you're doing it because you're thinking, oh, it's easier to digest for, you know, more, I guess, big, important people like gallerists and collectors and stuff. And maybe you're thinking in your head, oh, this is just a temporary thing. We're going to bring them in near the end once we get enough, like, you know, uh, enough backing behind it. And just remember, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I feel that's a very dangerous game to be playing. And you should be listening to them because I remember, hey, man. That petition that got the most signatures, over 120,000, was made from sex workers, man. 
You know, that shit counts. That garnered a response from Meta. Let's not forget that. Let's not, you know, just erase it and try, you know, everyone wants to help, but, you know, if you're going to put it on your shoulders to try to be the hero of the situation, or that you're going to be the one to fix it, like, it's all going to be me, I'm going to be the one, it's not just going to be one person, it's going to be a group effort, all right? Like, I think, don't don't have a savior complex with this. I think that's a whole nother conversation that comes into play when it comes to censorship, but for the future... I don't know what's going to happen. And if, let's say, tomorrow Metal wakes up and says, like, yeah, all art's fine now, it's all cool, everything can stay, my my main question now is all those activists who have been going against censorship, are they going to still stick around and fight for sex workers? Or are they just going to stop? Because I can tell you right now from just my opinion of where things are, I would say 75% of you, and that's me being modest with that number would not you know you get your rights back to paint and post whatever you want and that's great you can promote your shows you can have your art seen from so many people but that fight is then not a question of you fighting for equality that's fighting to get your privilege back because there's still going to be lots of other people who aren't going to be as lucky as you who will get punished for doing anything close to the same thing that you do and that's something to really think about I'm going to have to listen to this back because I know I have been rambling a bit, but I just want to share my thoughts with you just like today where, where we are with, you know, censorship, specifically me, you know, I, I, if there's anyone out there who has any other opinions or corrections to me, like, please let me know, you know, I'm still learning. I'm here to learn. I'm still listening to others. You know, opinions change. That's what happens when new information comes. So feel free to shoot me an email at oiledupodcast at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you're following the show. I'm sorry if I don't post as much as I do, you know, juggling painting, joy of painting, and now oiled up. You know, I'm still still working on it while also, you know, having a life on the side. So thank you for being patient, and thank you for listening, you know. I love you guys, and I hope maybe this episode gives you something to think about. You might be able to spot it. Maybe it's time, you know, to start having more important conversations. And like I said, activism has so many lanes, and we need everyone in every single lane so thank you again make sure you follow oiled up on instagram or the podcast uh five stars give a follow we love that more people get to hear my nonsense and i plan on having some more guests in the future it's gonna be fun it's gonna be good times we're gonna talk about random shit you know we talked about pussy bakeries last week shout out carolina we talk about gaming shout out coco um yeah we're gonna get into more more cool guests gonna come on it's gonna be some good times and also it's summer and again if you don't want to listen to this podcast like go outside have some fun in the sun with your mates go read a book there's other amazing things you could do than listen to some painter ramble about algorithms and mark zuckerberg anyways love you guys i'll see you next time